With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Dana Leggett. Welcome to my podcast. Talk about everything and all about nothing. Tonight we have our Mother's Day interview and the interviewers will be my children, my younger children, Antonio Rawls and Mickey Rawls. And they're going to be asking me some questions about me being a mother. Mm. <laughs> Again, my PA, he does it to me every single time. We're not chopping out nothing. We're going to keep this rolling. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so I guess without uh, further ado, it is time to get the show on the road. Please get the show on the road. Because I, I got have... walnut brownies and I got walnut cinnamon pop-ups for Mother's Day. I would love to try because I always tell you, we believe in bringing food when I do my podcast. How Go for it. Don't believe in bringing food. Absolutely. He as, don't want me to eat. That's all it is. He don't want me to eat. As the PA, I, I plead with every one of our guests, please don't bring food and please don't eat while the podcast is running. While the podcast is running, he didn't say nothing while we can't, we've got the podcast going, while we editing and talking on side show behind the scenes. I think you should have some brownies in your life. Absolutely not. It becomes an absolute editing nightmare and I can't take it anymore. It ain't a nightmare. He's still alive. I ain't killed him yet. Ain't no noose on his neck. I think he's doing real good. Honestly, but I need to introduce ourselves. <laughs> I am Antonio, the PA, and Mickey Rollins. And we are the children of Dana, the mastermind behind the podcast. <laughs> oh, masterminding it now. Oh, mm-hmm. don't bully me up. You still want these chicks. And as a present from us to you, the viewers, we are going to be doing a little interview for, with, with our mom. Um, Mickey, would you like to read the first question? Sure. Thank you. How is your Mother's Day going? My Mother's Day is going and going and going. It's about over. It's about time for me to hit the sack, but I enjoy myself. I, 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 I laid on the couch. I did go out the house today, and I did see a couple of people I wish Mother's Day. And I, I did a um, small movie on my Facebook page. So please check out my Facebook page so y'all can see. <laughs> if you'd have let me have a glass of water, you wouldn't have this. Don't act like that. Check out my Facebook page where I did a small Mother's Day uh, entree. What is it called? Um, a clash. Yeah, for my, for my some of the women that's in my life. If I didn't ha- have your picture, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to neglect you. I think everybody deserves a good Mother's Day. And mine was perfectly fine. I didn't cook, even though I still went in the kitchen. And did what I needed to do because that's how I just fell out my house. Is that that's uh, like it? Yeah, I heard. Um, as far as Mother's Day goes, I know that I take my personally, I take Mother's Day extremely seriously. Any mother related holidays, I consider my personal holiday. I don't consider myself the best one of my mother's children. But I do consider myself the best when it comes to being a person. Um, and so 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm quite competitive, especially when it comes to Mother's Days, such as birthdays, holidays, Mother's Days. And so I try to do the absolute best, which has only in the past years driven my siblings to do even better. Uh, but this year I wasn't able to do the most, which isn't a big deal, but it was a big deal to me. Because <laughs> it makes me know, never mind, but mm -hmm. they they compete for the gifts for me every Absolutely. time. Absolutely. I can never win. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, it's not a competition. <laughs> I must say, out of the three, I'm in the lead. And I I appreciate that, honestly. <laughs> um, Laura gave question. me a grandbaby. I you can't compete with a child. <laughs> I stand corrected apparently. Um, uh the second question we had is your favorite memory with each of your kids. My favorite memory with each one of my kids would Starting have from to our oldest. Al is my oldest, David Anthony, Alexander Owens is my oldest son. And my favorite memory with him is when he told me, he had to be about 10, because I think Peanut was a baby baby, and Mickey was maybe nine months, and maybe she might have been a little bit older than that. And But Al told me, he said, Mom, but what's the difference of you always upset about my dad when you've been doing it by yourself all along? And it was like a light bulb went off like, I'm sitting here crying over this man and I got my 10 or even 11 year old telling me, why are you doing this when you've been doing it by yourself all along? And I, and I realized, I'm like, oh my God, my, my, my 10 year old is damn near smarter than me. I, so it would, that's one of my favorite memories of him. And my favorite memory with Mickey is when she had, she had been in an accident as a child and she just was hilarious no matter she would hurt but then she she would see me and she would like brighten up and she would be like that's my mom it's like like no matter where i was and she if i left the room she would not do that till i come back in the room and it was like she was just so excited to see me and it's just and people don't understand how joyful it is this what somebody would be like oh my god you're here oh my god it's my mom and she would she would be like that every time when she when she had got hurt and she was in the hospital and I couldn't go where where she went. And but when I came back, it was like I had been gone all day and then bam, there's my mama. Terrible. <laughs> she was terrible. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> and my favorite memory with Peanut is that when he decided to say he he did this collage at my favorite song to this day. It's Maxwell Pretty Wings. Yeah. And he was like, yes. And he was like in this a thing called this Apple program. It was in Mount South Carolina. And he said, Mom, I did something for you. And then and it was that. And he he and they smiling, got the big cheek to cheek smile. That. And my song playing in the background. Oh my God. I was honestly the best kid since day one. <laughs> Why well, have three children when you could just have me? Yeah, would um, you just have you? I, I think Alan would have something to say about it. Oh, uh, um, really quickly, Mickey, favorite memory with mom that you like like to think back on? My favorite memory is still my favorite memory: cooking with my mother. <laughs> mm. 
I'm glad. Thank you, because I I want my kids. If if not, cook enough to, to take care of yourself. If nothing else, if nothing else, that do that part. Do that part. Make sure you cook enough. That you know. But I, I me, I want you to learn how to not only fry some chicken, but you know, bake a cake. I want you to do it often if you can. Honestly, uh, cooking with my mom growing up uh, is one of those more enjoyable memories. But honestly, I think the most enjoyable memories for me growing up with the parent that I had was her coming to see my shows. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I, I figured that what you was going yeah, to say. And then like, at any of your shows, I would always do like the Yeah, whenever you would cook for my shows. That, <laughs> I was like, I because in her cooking after my shows, I also got to, like, I got to show off my expertise as a singer or an actor. And then I got to also, like, flaunt my mom. Like, <laughs> my mom was the one that made the food that you ate after the show. And I got to, like, be that popular guy. I got to be that cool guy with the mom who made the food. But what also should be our favorite memories is when we was little and we all were always a party for everybody's birthday. Yes, birthdays. <laughs> birthdays were a big thing. Birthdays are a big thing for me because I, I, you get to see the progression of your children growing up through being from being babies to being toddlers to being little kids to being bigger kids and and I always wanted them to know that if nothing else, I love them. Yeah. And I'm not one of those parents where I just said I want them to see it and feel it and know it. And like I said, I always express love through food. But I'm also one of those people that can say, look, Antonio, I love you. Peanut, I love you. Mickey, I love you. Al, I love you. Even Laura, I love you. I love y'all. I, I, I tell my mom that now because I, I didn't say it as much. Now I said to my mom, I said to my sisters. And I don't just be saying it for a show. I said it because I want them to know that I do love them. And I think that should be like the, some of the best memories in people's lives. Absolutely. Spread all of the love. We don't. I want to spread know, I don't feel the love whenever she talks about how I do as a PA. Honestly, I don't feel any love. I, it's still life. all love because you are the sorriest PA in the world. See, the love just exited the room. Um, the third question, would you like to read it? The third question is, where are you pre prepared to be a mom? Were you prepared to be a mom? Or are you happy how yeah. it turns out? I was not prepared to be a mom, but I knew from the time I was 16 year old that I wanted to be married and I knew I wanted to have my home. I knew I wanted to have a stable job if I was gonna be a stay at home, but I knew that I wanted kids. That was just, I knew I wanted kids. And I think I was 17 years old when I had, um, had got a letter. You know how you go back then, the teenage girls go to the health department, their parents would take them to get their checkup. Well, I had got a letter and said I had abnormal cancer cells. And then to come to find out, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer at the time. So when I went into McLeod and had my first scraping, it's like, you know, this will damage you. It might take away your ability to have kids. And they, it obviously didn't work because I have three. I had four, but it, it obviously didn't work. Because when I turned 19, <laughs> when I turned 19, I had my first child, which would have been Al, is my oldest son. And from there, it's like it was me and Al, because like, oh, I got my kid. I'm not prepared. I don't have my own home. I'm still at home with my mom. I'm not married. 
And and it's something in me was like, but what that got to do with me still having to take care of my kids, still getting up, going to get this slight education for a nurse's aide. Back then, go to any little technical program and get a nurse's aide degree and working at nursing homes. And I worked at nursing homes from all the way from Conway, South Carolina, all the way to Fort North Carolina. North Carolina. I mean, all the way to Fort South Carolina. I worked through the nursing home system. I did home health. And all I kept thinking was, I got to take care of this kid. And I had, like I said, I had my mom and I had Mr. Mike, which was my mom and husband at the time. He was crazy by Al. And then I met my first husband. I met, yeah, my first husband. And then I had these two wonderful people that are sitting in front of me right now. But I was just determined. Cause I guess like I, we had our ups, downs. We had our homelessness. We had homes that we couldn't be comfortable in. But my only goal was like, like I said, I wanted to make sure I took care of my kids no matter what was going on. Cause like I said, I didn't realize my oldest boy remember us being homeless. Cause I did everything to try to hide it. Cause they went to school every day. They was clean. They was washed. I did. We stayed in our car for a little while and. And with that, I was like, you know what? They, 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 when they dropped me off at daycare, they knew no different. They never thought that we didn't go lay down in the bed because they knew I was there for them. So they knew when they went to daycare, they went, they slept, they ate. I made sure I took care of all of that. But we had no place to call our own. And when we did got a place to call our own, I did everything I did to try to fight to keep them safe and warm because in my mind my kids are my most important thing to me and like i said and they were and i and i met grown people i read i met people along the way that helped me out with that to take care of something that was the most important thing to me which was my kids and uh to like piggyback off of that i honestly i have to commend my mom like i'm gonna like do a little clap a little <laughs> clap, a little clap. I really do have to give a really big round of applause because I can I can attest to I didn't know I had no I have no recollection of like seriously struggling I my I always tell people that I'm a child of privilege and that's a it's a bit of a running joke. It, it is a running joke and to be really fake to your so, child of privilege. And like, even if it's not school exactly at all. Absolutely. My spoons have always shown have <laughs> always shined. Um and uh, even if that isn't always the exact truth, I have never I've never known extreme struggle. Like my older brother may have more memories than I do of that past but that's because he got the, the years. yeah he has the years on us yeah but i as long as i've been alive i i have at least been well taken care of at the very least i was well taken care of <laughs> well, to you. say the least <laughs> um and to say the most if i was gonna go out on a limb i would say i was a bit spoiled as a baby i was a i was a spoiled I, child i would say mickey was way more spoiled than absolutely you but mickey needed all of the spoiling she could yeah she, she needed all the spoiling she she's a shy me. being and i <laughs> she's still the shy one in the, in the mix of the kids honestly she's just she's a raggedy but now she's now. trying to blossom right she's and don't worry we try to stump down her shine she's a <laughs> we gonna let her she's a, a little hussy it's fine oh. My goodness. Um, and I, so hey, you did a great job. Oh, I appreciate that. Right, can't say too much, but I can say you did a pretty good job. 
I mean, you might have messed up with me a little bit because I, I don't know what I'm doing in life. But, I, <laughs> but I'm going to let you do it. Because honestly, if I don't, if I try to stop you, it's going to do worse. So absolutely. I'm going to let you be you. Be, um, be you. You be great on your time. The fourth question is coming from me personally. Oh. If you weren't a mom, what do you think you'd be? I would. I know exactly what I would have been. If oh. I wasn't a mom, I would have been a welder for Amtrak. A welder? I, from... <laughs> I would have been a welder for Amtrak. Oh. What yeah. is a welder? A welder? I went to school from for Amtrak. welding. I went to school for welding before y'all. Then I, when I, after I had kids, I went back to school to try to fill in my will. So I finally got my mig and tick and, and, and I always wanted to work on the railroad. And I thought I would and I get grown and I went to Philadelphia with my dad when I graduated high school and then came back and got pregnant with Al. So that got sidetracked. So then I had another opportunity to become a welder and work for Amtrak. And I had all the things signed up, but nobody would keep my kids. Because now I got kids. Nobody could keep three babies so I could go off to um, Jacksonville, Florida, and become a welder and stuff like that. So, but that's what I would have been. I would have been a Honestly, welder. Honestly, welding suits you. I give my mom, <laughs> I must say one thing about my mother. My mother will work if there's anything that can be done. She can, in fact, do it. And if there's anything <laughs> to be done, she has, in fact, done that. I done it not. My mother, I love to have the nickname. I used to tell everyone my mom was the Black Barbie because she's done all of the jobs, just all of the ones that Barbie didn't want. Like, she's done it all. She's the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker. And she is all of that in a bag of names. And it's pretty great having a mom like that. Don't you think so? Sure. Not sure. <laughs> Say something. Sure. Don't be shy. Speak up, big man. She's doing great. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's all she can say. It is okay with me, baby. Tell, speak your truth, boo. Absolutely, boo. Speak What's your the truth. fifth question, Max? What is your biggest, biggest reward or biggest consequence to becoming a mom? My biggest award is the fact that I was able to watch y'all become adults. And adults that I know if anything happens to me, I don't have to, I can say, good job, Dana. They did, they, you did your part and they are adults. They, they're people in society. And I know that they will be okay. I don't have to worry about them because they got this outside life and they starting to live their outside life. Even as even though y'all are young adults, but and Al is an older adult. He's he's 29 this year. I know that I have accomplished the part where I know you're gonna be you're gonna be okay. Mm. I don't if like I said, if I'm to a point where I'm capacitated and I can't just but that don't mean I won't still worry. But I know I'm happy in my my mindset and my spirit and my body knowing. I did my part for my kids. I gave them the know-how. I gave them the tools. And, I, and I'm honest with you. I make sure my kids are able to talk to me about anything from sex to predators on the street to who to watch out for. And yes, yeah, sometimes I do like coddle Peanut and I show coddle Mickey because I don't want nobody to think because she's the way she is that he could just come in and, you know, took over. No, 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 no. 
No, no. And and I, and sometimes I can be an overbearing mama bear. I do know that. But I also know that I have accomplished this goal of watching my kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Living, oh. Kids living their lives. There might be two living their lives. I'm trying to get into it. But you're doing a good job. You're doing you're doing excellent. You're doing yeah. excellent. Right. You got into the race a little bit slow, but you're running. Yeah, you run a steady, honey. You run a steady. You got a boyfriend, your brother, though. How about this? Oh, (laughs) and as far as consequences, but I'm still comfortable seeing closer to my parents because I could be antisocial. Yeah, with them, (laughs) I don't. I don't. I'm comfortable. I don't know if I have any consequences. I don't know if. Well, apparently, one of them was. You're not a welder for Amtrak. Well, no, no, that's not really a consequence. That's just a life choice that, that came and went. And, and like I said, I, I want, I don't regret not becoming a welder. Mm-hmm. I always, because like I said, I always had an opportunity if I wanted to go work for Amtrak. I just never did. And I end up working a bunch of different jobs. And, I'm, and like Peanut has always said, I, I'm the black barber. Black but barber. I would work, like, literally, I would work the jobs nobody would work because my thought is it's a job to help my family. Not as because I need to make this money because I can make money picking up cans on the street. If we didn't eat that night, well, I bet we will eat because I pick up these cans, these bottles, and I run these packages that ain't that ain't quite legal sometimes. But you know what? These coins, these packages, <laughs> these coins gonna go on go on this dinner table. It's not Absolutely. gonna go in my pocket. It's gonna go on this light bill and this little piece of car. But when I make this come up, I know it's gonna be a come up for everybody. So I don't have any uh, consequences or regrets about that. Oh, I get that. I get that. Actually, I appreciate that because if there are any consequences, that means it's our fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's the difference between being a mom and simply being a mother? In my mind, there is no difference. Being a mom is what I feel like. What I am. I feel. Like- I feel like I'm I did I'm doing my job of being a mom, taking care of my kids. And I feel like being a mother sometimes can just only be a title head. Like, oh, you're a mother, but that don't always make you a mom. Yeah. And I don't knock that because like I had a wonderful conversation today with a wonderful young lady that will be on our show soon. She is a mother, but she's not a mom to her child. And I always wanted to ask her why she gave her her right to her daughter and she told me today so i know some people like mother you can have the title being a mother that means you gave birth to a child but i feel like being a mom is like you put the work in yeah and that's the only difference for me but they like i said they still mean the same like i said my daughter-in-law didn't have a child but she ended up adopting a son and i'm talking about working work 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 like the song she is putting it in for this this little boy in their life and I kind of understand, like I said, she's not, she didn't give birth to be a mother, but she shows becoming a mom. Absolutely. Laura's going to be a fine mom. She is showing his mommy right now. Um, uh, I guess to, to answer, no, 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 I want to answer this question as well. Uh, I think the difference, a major difference between that I've seen, I guess, being younger, being not even younger, young and seeing, I guess, my recent high school, my classmates that are now having children and oddly enough yeah uh, having children and oddly enough like settling down at the early ripe old age of 20 20. (laughs) uh 
and seeing my classmates do it, a lot of them, or even my classmates that decided to have children early in high school, uh, the those a lot of the girls I saw there were simply, I guess, mothers, and they could they weren't in a comfortable enough position in their own lives to where they could be moms to their babies. Mm-hmm. But I won't say that they weren't trying. Um, but there, there were some that just weren't succeeding very well. Uh, and so just like you said, though, a mother, it's, it's quite easy to become a mother because simply giving birth makes you a mother, but becoming a mom is that extra step. And, but I, what I think makes a true mom is personally deciding to take the extra step to care for your children. When you think of when you think of your children before you think of yourself, or when you think of your children at simultaneously of thinking of your own needs, that's what a mom does. That's just that's and that's how that's how I look at it. That's just my opinion, folks. Mm. Don't get mad at the person, but like I said, I know one hundred black women have went in the store and seen uh seen some type of female hair done, nail done, eyelashes, got on the latest. Uh, outfit on, and that little baby got on a dirty t-shirt and a diaper. And the first thing I judgmental asked us to do is, I know damn well. I know <laughs> dang well. And I, so, like I said, that you still a mother <laughs> because you gave birth to this child, but, but no. always try to take not that extra to be a mom. Yeah, not quite yet a mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is I have a before I ask the final question before I allow you to ask the final question, um. Is it true uh, that you don't always get it right on the first kid? You do not get it right with the first kid. I got a funny story. I don't know what made you ask me this. But I finally moved out of my... I talked about how I lived in an apartment that only cost me $148. And I moved in the middle of an apartment that was very nice. And I had my little apartment. I got my little little furniture from Holly Myers and everything is set up. So I'm starting to cook. And I had got some cans of corn because Al was a cream corn kid. I don't understand. He wouldn't eat, really eat a whole lot of things like fried chicken and cream corn. And I opened up a can of cream corn and I put the can in the trash can. But I didn't take the, the lid and pop all the way off so it was still attached. So Al went and got the can out the trash can. And his hand was stuck in it. And I was so scared because I was like, who do I call? And finally I got scared and I called 911 and they came up, the illness, and his hand was in, it looked like the lid was through his hand, and they was getting ready, and I called my mama, and she came ready in, past the, past the EMS worker, past um, the, the police that came in, and I'm crying, they trying to calm me down, because it looked like his hand was going to be cut off. My mama came ready and thumped the lid on the can, it fell through. She <laughs> she looks at Al, said, Al, get your baby back, let's go. And she walks out with my kid. I'm like, I'm looking, the EMS looking, and we all thinking that's the, oh, huh. that's a real mama right there. That is a real mama. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, it, you don't always get you it right, right with the first kid. Okay. That is too true. That's okay. So, would you call adoptive parents like if you're ready to be parents like adoptive moms weren't ready to be moms and not mothers as a true mom i do 
Yes. 100%. And like I said, even with adopted parents, they get they get children and they don't always treat them good. Again, you are still a mother, but if you're not treating this child like it's part of your family, then you have lost your mom status. 100%. 100%. You can be a, you can be a, you can get the title, but don't make it and don't just be a figurehead. Don't just be like the royal family, but you don't govern the body. Don't do that. That's a, that was actually a really good question. And um, go with me. So like, to branch off of that question, so in the future, whenever I finally get fed up or someone gets fed up enough and marries me, uh, when I adopt children, do I get to be a mom or mother? You'll get to be a father. Yeah. <laughs> no one's that. Like, no one wants to be a dad. Well, yes, I do, because like I, I, y'all hear me talk about my dad all the time. Dad had so much less fun. My dad, did my dad have less fun? Really? Did y'all have less fun with my daddy? No. In the I garden have, you go. Your dog your dog was great. My dad was a great guy. Why do I guess I intend to be a great dad? Um oh the the to wrap up the the final question we did have was um do you have any final thoughts for other mothers? Final thoughts and tips for other moms? My final I do have one tip is take a breath. Mm. Please take a breath. Don't think just cause you got these kids or even this little baby that won't stop crying. Lay it down in their bassinet. Let them hollow themselves to death. You take five minutes and breathe. And then go back and try it again. Because if you upset, they're upset. And that don't mean if that child is five days old or 15 years old. Always take a breath first. Always think about what you're going to do before you do it. I know it's hard to do. Because I love to joke all the time how I'm going to jump across the table and choke out Mickey. Or jump across the table and choke out peanut. I did jump across the table and choke out air. Now that ain't no lie. <laughs> At least they tell me that's what I did. Yeah, I but I did take that. a breath first, and that's where I went wrong. Yes. Um, so always think about what you're gonna do before you do it. It helps you out one hundred percent. And a, and another thing, Ooh. if it's okay, it's okay to become a mother and not want to be a mom. I get that. I know society make you feel like you, oh, I can't believe they got rid of their baby. Oh, I can't. But you got to understand, nobody knows your mind better than you do. Mm. Nobody knows your mind better than you do. Because if you think every day you look at, you have this child, and every day you look at this child, and you have the thoughts of, oh, my God, I got this child. What am I supposed to do with it? Oh, my God, I hate this child. Oh, my God. I don't want this child. Then give it to someone. Talk to someone. Go see someone. Again, I always talk about therapy in the end of my in the end of my show. Cause sometimes you need to talk to someone. Because I feel like every child is precious. But if you damage them, they'll become a damaged human. A damaged adult. And we don't need them in society. We got enough of them as it is. God. That 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 said that said most young people i know y'all be like when i come adults i'm gonna do this 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 then people be like look at bills adulting is hard adulting sucks <laughs> adulting is hard it's very hard and yes sometimes it just downright sucks and when you have a child put in the mix 
you and this child is going down together. If, if you want to, but it's okay to go down with your child together. Long you don't just stay on the bottom. Don't be don't be no crab though. Don't try to get break Never somebody up and get to the top. You do your own. You do you. You think about you and your child, and then you climb on your own. You get on your ladder. You do your job. Absolutely. So, um, I guess I'm gonna hand it get back over to you to end it to close us out. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I'll get no alarm. I'm good. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Yes, we absolutely do. <laughs> oh, that's my bell. Bless Let me know. It's time to wrap it all up. So we don't even have up. any talk about anything. We good? That's perfect. We, we... So this. So are we good? We good? Yes, we're perfect. Right? We good. We good. All right, then. So this is our Mother's Day episode with my kids in my interview. I appreciate Antonio Rollins. And. And I appreciate Mickey Rollins. And this has been. <laughs> and this, this has been Talk About Everything and All About Nothing. Y'all have a great evening. Good night. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.